It's the Put Em Up Podcast with your host, Frank Mordejon. What's up, everybody? It's the Put Em Up Podcast. Welcome to the first episode. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, you will not be sorry that you tuned in. You will be entertained, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because this is a podcast about Florida MMA. It's about uh, the news that's going on right now, the health and fitness. We're going to talk about promotions. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff and maybe even a little bit of a controversy, right? <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, before I even start, let me introduce myself. My name is Frank Morejong. I am the founder of the FloridaMMAStats.com, founder of the Florida MMA Award Show, and FloridaMMAEvents.com. So, basically, what I do is I collect all the stats from all the fighters in the state of Florida. I know all the promotions. We put all the stats together. So at the end of the year, we're able to put out those awards for those who deserve it. But I couldn't do this by myself. I had to find that co-host who is equally understanding about MMA in the Florida MMA community. And that's no other than standing at 5'11", at 200-something pounds, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Patrick Regalado. What's up, what's up, what's, what's up? What's going on, Mr. Pat? Hey, Frank, how are you, man? Doing good, man. Listen, I'm super excited about the show, man, because I'm going to tell them what they're not going to hear, all right? I'm going to tell them that they're not going to hear questions like, you know, you know how when they interview the Are fighters? you okay? Yeah, things like that. Like, How uh, do you feel? Yeah, how do you feel about your fight? Oh, shit, well, how do you think I feel about my damn fight? Those are the questions we're going to try to get out of the way because that we're going to focus more on... The mentality, right? The state of mind, the business side of MMA. What and, makes you get into that cage? Yeah, yeah. And, and of, course, of course, we'll talk about promotions. We'll talk about events. We'll talk about all the good stuff. But we're going to go a little deeper than any other podcast that you hear, right? We're not going to ask, well, how was your fight and all that other good stuff. What we're going to do is we're going to, at the end of the day... I want you guys to walk away with the knowledge of what's going on in, in the Florida MMA community. I want them to walk away with, with something that they, they can share at work, talk about at, at their houses with their friends and family. You know, that's, that's what we want to do. So, so let's start off right off the bat, man. This weekend, three freaking pro shows in the state of Florida, all at the same time, all at the same day. But before we even get into that, how many pro shows do we have in, in Florida? How many pro promoters do we have in Florida? In Florida, we've got less than a handful, three, maybe four. All right, three or four. So we can name them then, basically, right? We uh, can... You're looking at Titan FC. Titan FC, number one. Island Fights. Island Fights, close to number one. Uh, Combat Knights. Combat Knights, absolutely. And... One of my favorites, XFN, they're primarily an amateur company, but they have been doing some pro shows, and okay. doing it up north, they're doing pretty good, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're absolutely right. XFN, uh, Daniel K. You know, I know Daniel K., and this is great about this podcast, you're going to get the inside scoop about some of these things, right? So Daniel K., uh, started with uh, Fight Time Promotions, and uh, he basically was, was doing some work for, for them. And, man, he learned the ropes. He learned it, and he started, you know, mentally picking things out, starting things up. He's and got a great, great formula put together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's my... It's yeah. my belief that he goes into the places, sets it up, keeps gets it going. I mean, the formula works for him. Yeah, God bless him, man. He, he did a great... great. And I think, great. I think, to be honest... It's one of the best amateur shows that are out there. Did we mention Island Fights? We mentioned Island Fights. We did right? mention Island Fights. Island Fights, uh, Mr. Dean Tool. 
I mean, he's impressive, man. The guy always does a great job, knows what he's doing. I mean, yeah. you talk Pensacola about Pensacola market. Yeah. The Pensacola market. Uh, and I think that he's in the right place. I mean, that they're in the right place geographically where where the fans really want to see what he has to offer. Yeah. So he's in a, he's in a great yeah. place. And I think that's part of his success right now. He started uh, with a partnership uh, with the boxer. Right. Right. And then, Roy Jones uh, Jr. Okay. Uh, and then um, he basically went with Dean Tool Promotions, which I think was probably the best move he could have done. I mean, the guy's putting out... Um, I love his work. I love his flyers. I love his content. I love the fighters. I like the fight card. Um, it, it's all there. As well as Titan FC. I mean, come on. I mean, Titan FC is basically at, at the top. I think they've done six shows already this year. Um, uh, I, I think Titan FC brings a lot to the table. I yeah. think the fact that they're part of the UFC fight uh, yeah. program that yeah. does a lot for them. Um, and they're the ones that, I mean, they're the ones that are putting shows out here. So let's talk about stats then. Let's talk about this year, 2021. Let's talk about the COVID and how it affected Florida, right? Um, when when nobody was doing shows, Florida opened up their doors for the UFC to come in. Jacksonville being being that place. And, um, you know, the numbers started to pick up, right? The numbers started to pick up. We're, we're at 50, over 50 shows in the state of Florida, which is unheard of. We've been doing an average of 20 to 25 shows and events. Um, I see that face. What, what, don't, what, what, don't, what, don't, what, don't, what? don't. Okay, so, so we'll, we'll go to the 50 or 51 shows yeah, that the yeah, state yeah. of Florida has. Yeah, yeah, That's stats, brother. You can't argue stats. Okay. That's what it is. 25 of those shows are done streamed. Okay, who are you talking about? We're talking about Combate Global. Okay, Combate Global. You're right. Yeah, they. Their they... shows are streamed. There's no fans. I don't even see the marketing for it. Yet they've got 25 shows. So this weekend, what they chose to do was they chose to put Jim Aylers on their card right. to call and compete. Right. By the way, compete yeah, against yeah. Bellator and BKFC. Right. Well, bare knuckle fighting championships. Okay. So okay. they they put they put Jim Aylers on, but are they, they really stream. competing though? I mean, that's you, what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. Are they really competing? Is it really a show? Could we call it an event? Yeah. So, I mean, so how you're, do the you're, people even get paid on that? So your hookup is is that they're not doing shows; they're doing events. Why? Because there's nobody going there. There's nobody paying for tickets. Nobody seeing it live. Absolutely. So for you, that's not a show. I have a difficult time calling it a show. All right. I think well, it's more of an event. You know, I, I think uh, that's something that we can definitely talk about and coming up on our next segment. Um, let's go to real quick to commercial break because I got some things to say about that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, check us out. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Boom! Hey, what's going on Welcome back to the Put 'Em Up podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are back, and we're talking about uh, the three shows that happened over the weekend: um, Bellator, Combate Global, and uh, what was the other BKFC. one? BKFC, ah, bare that's knuckles, right. bare knuckle fighter, which is not really an MMA. It's it's uh, they have MMA fighters who participate in bare knuckle fighting, which right, is which right, is right, interesting. Right. But uh, before we left, you were talking about they're not even events. What, what was your argument there? Uh, well, we were talking about Combate Global and the way that they do their shows and uh, no fans, just strictly streaming. They've got 25 shows under their belt. Yeah. It's up in the numbers, just like what you say, but we just don't call them shows. I mean, 
what yeah. you call them. But who are they catering to, though? They're not well, catering to the fans. they got to cater to the network. They're, now they're Viacom. So Viacom says, listen, brother, you got to give me some content. So do they really care if, if the fans go or not? And then for me, an event is an event, right? It, it, it's still content on, a, on another platform, a streaming platform. For so me, you're still entertained at home. Well, yeah, but you don't get the. For me, it's just you just don't get the experience. I mean, yeah. when you watch when you watch and you're streaming bare knuckle, yeah, you know, yeah. you get you get the fan and you hear it. Yeah, but, but you, you had three you know, shows. Which one would you go to? Which one? Which one would you go to? Uh, for me, I actually stayed home and I watched uh, the bare knuckles. Bare knuckles. Okay. Bare knuckles. Uh, Hector Lombard and Palomino. They okay. drew me. All right. Well, I went to uh, Bellator. 271. I went there. It was at the Seminole Hard Rock Casino in Hollywood, Florida. And I tell you what, any chance I can get to go to the Hard Rock, I am there. That that place is amazing. They spent millions of dollars fixing that place up. If you haven't gone, it's, it's an amazing place to go. I bet you got the great experience. Too. Oh, man, I did, man. And let me tell you, the fighters on the card... Um, you had some 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 fighters from uh, first round management. Um, had three fighters on the card. I think maybe four, and uh, one of them was was uh, Valerie Loreda, man. I think that was their draw. That was their draw for the Florida market. I believe it was Valerie Loreda. Yeah. Well, Cyborg was the main event. I mean, come on, Cyborg. Cyborg is Cyborg. She she brings in the numbers as well. But from a local point of view, from local ticket sales, yeah. you're probably right. You know, they Valerie they focused Loretta. on. On uh, Valerie and and uh, Shaw and those guys, um, but did man, you did you see it, her fight? Did you see her fight? I uh, I did see her fight. I did. More impressive. Uh, did you see her dance? Which is the, probably the most. Impressive. Uh, you know, I mean, did we go see a dance or did we go see a fight? In my opinion, I think it's a little bit much. You know, you're on a national stage. Yeah. yeah. You're coming back from a loss. This is a real game. I don't yeah. think we need to dance. But wait a minute now. Hold on. Even she says that the media is very hard on her, right? And and I think, um, and she says it herself, she's 23 years old. She's young in the game. You know, give her a break. You know, she's trying to be entertaining as well as putting on some good fights, right? I, I guess I guess you're right. Um, not everybody goes with the dancing part of it. I think it's just a little bit I mean, what, what, what didn't you like about her dancing, man? She's uh, a good, great dancer. I, <laughs> Being a hip hop guy I myself, want, what, what? Being a hip hopper myself, I can tell you right now. She's a. Oh, I'll tell dancer. you what. I'll tell you what. I didn't see. I didn't see any takedowns. I didn't see any ground and pound. I didn't see okay. any mixed martial arts. Yeah, yeah. Well, you if know, she's training me. with American Top Team, though. You know that, right? She's again, still, again. You know, yes, you're right. But there was no mixed martial arts. Uh, I think that... But let me ask you that then. If if you got a team who's basically with the flag of MMA, she's training with with uh, now her new coach is Tiago Alves, right. UFC veteran and, and amazing fighter. Um, if her team that she trains with is is probably not telling her to... I mean, at the end of the day, she decides for when she's in the cage. She's, she's by herself. She's got to figure that out. Her corner basically talks her through... But if her teammates and if her coach is not screaming, go to the ground, go to the ground, then why is the media so hard on her? Uh, I think because we're looking for a complete fighter. But she's know? too early in the game. It's too early in the game. What, this is her fourth fight in Bellator? She's, she's three and one in Bellator, right? She got back on the winning streak. She did get um, back. And you know what I'll tell you something? She, she got mature in her last fight, which she lost. And she says, hey, you know, that woke her up and, right. that, and that gave her an inspiration. But, you know, here's what I like about Valerie. Besides, besides, you know, how she's going about it. 
Yeah, I mean, come on. The dancing it may be a little bit off, and we'll, we'll probably show, we'll show a clip. We, we want to see a clip of her you dancing. You know what? First well, of all. Can we can we get that? Yeah, so let's let's can let's, let's cue in the let's cue in the that that dance. So this is the dance we're talking well. about. A little turn around. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Well, John, we said it. That's what that is. You know, okay. Got a little synergy left at the end of a fight. There you go. You got it. You Come on, man. That wasn't that bad. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know what it is. It is what it is. You know? I remember you want ben, me to twerk? Ben, I can't twerk ben that Oh, hey, I used to do that also. I didn't really find it. A, I didn't find yeah. it. It was in the But right here, here's what I like about Valerie. First of all, she grew up in the amateur world, right? Of, of Well, first of all, she's a black belt in Taekwondo. Like, she grew up in, in martial arts. Um, her father, her master father's friend, a master. Exactly. You know, Taekwondo. Her whole family, her sisters and mothers in uh, black belts in Taekwondo. So that's that's what they know. For her to come out of that world and get into the MMA aspect, she got into amateur MMA. She fought for Combat Knights on the Mitch Chimeli. Right. And um, she did great. Right? She, she had her, her following and everything else. And then uh, she signed up. I, I remember, I, a real quick story. Um, I had a, a dinner with her and her father. Um, at a Mexican restaurant, and basically they came, they were having dinner, and they invited me last minute, the person that they were with, and I went over there, and it was my first time meeting Val and, and, and her father, and I think Valerie will tell you a story if she remembers, but I cried. I cried. The relationship, <laughs> the relationship between them two, the mother, yeah. the, the father and, yeah. and his daughter was uh, is something to cry about, right? right. Like, like, wow, that's amazing how he protects her and how he wants the best things for her. And she loves her father as, as well as his, as his coach and trainer and master. But um, they asked me, like, you know, they were talking about management styles. And they, the person that they were with thought that I would help them out in, in deciding aspect or, or signing up with the person that they were with. I guess he wanted to sign them. But I immediately said, if you're going to talk about management, if you're going to talk about people getting signed, first-round management is my number one choice. First-round management. That. You know, Malky, Kawa, and, and his brother Abraham Kawa. Um, they definitely know what they're doing. They definitely great, know what they're doing, and, and I I encouraged her to go with right. with Malky and and that and hopefully and that's I'm not saying I'm taking the credit, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not saying I will, <laughs> but, but the paychecks ain't coming. But he did get invited to dinner. But I that. did get invited to that dinner, and so, um, and you know me. I remember me and Valerie walking out, and she was like, "Are you sure you think that's it?" And I was like, "Listen, at the end of the day, she's gonna be a superstar. At the end of right. the day, she's right. super, she's gonna figure out what she wants to do, but um, and it's gonna be her choice." But, I'm not, I'm but not here first to I'm not, not criticizing her. I'm not bashing her. Yeah. I'm just, just yeah. I think the dance was a little bit much. Yeah, so then me. you are bashing her. And you know what? We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. Listen, we're going to take another break. We're going to get deeper into to that relationship with, with Valerie, what she brought to the table. I want to talk about the support that Florida gave to her, as well as choosing her over the other shows and things like that. So let's hold on real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> It's the Put Em Up Podcast Put em up. with your host, Frank Mordejon. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We're at the Put Em Up Podcast, episode one. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, we were talking about Valerie Loreda on uh, Bellator 271. We were talking about her transition 
from martial artist, taekwondo to MMA fighter. You know, she did win that fight. She did win that fight by decision. decision. Split yeah. decision. Split decision. She did win that fight. Um, she acknowledges that she needs to put a work, but she also acknowledges that she's young and, and that, uh, you know, give her a break. You know what I mean? Give her a break. But, you know, what I love about Bellator in itself, because, again, we had three shows. And right. People, you, you only get paid once, right? So those who get paid every two weeks, you know, they, you got to figure out what you want to do with your money. Which show do you go to? Where do you how spend do you your money at? Decision? You know? How do you make that how decision? Do you make the, how did you make that decision? Uh, for me, it was the fighters, who I, who I wanted to see fight. So between the three, did I really want to go see Valerie and Cyborg or did I want to see Hector and Palomino? I chose the fighters, so I stood home and I watched Bare Knuckles. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And uh, Bare Knuckles right now is, you know, it's using MMA fighters to do their shows. So in reality, not only are you seeing them fight, but you're seeing how an MMA practitioner does in a bare knuckle fighting type aspect. So that in itself is interesting to see that transition from an MMA guy to a bare knuckle guy. Most definitely. But um, for me, bare knuckles, you know, bare knuckles is, is let me tell you, B, BKFC, BKFC, BKFC yeah. bare knuckle fighting championship. They've done 10 shows here in Florida already. 10 shows in Florida. That's insane from a state that said they will allow no bare knuckles whatsoever. And I don't know if you remember, but back in I the days. I do remember. I do remember. Tom Malloy, the Florida Box Commission, was like, if you done a, if you do a, a, a bare knuckle, it's, it's a felony. You're, you're going to get charged for it, and, and you're going to jail in the whole nine yards. All of a sudden, now that the money's in. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, bare knuckle, come on in. Let, let's see what you got. And well, they've I'm done tell 10 you, shows in and, Florida. And, and 10 shows that the fans have been there. Yeah, it's great. The growing. fans have been there. It's and they, they have a lot of local, local talent. And I'm going to say, I mean, I think that one of the best fighters in the bare knuckle uh, card yeah. is Palomino. Let me tell you something about Mr. Palomino, man. Mr. Luis Baboon Palomino. Fala Portuguese, little bit. He's a, he's a, a man, he, he's the baddest motherfucker on the planet. That's what I'm thinking, man. That guy is, he is incredible. And I'm not just saying it because I've seen his fights live and I know him kind of personally, MMA Masters and all, of, from all that good stuff. But, but if you watch his growth, right. from not only just from a game point of view, but a, a physical. I mean, there was one point where I thought I could take him. You know what I'm saying? Look at the way he looked like he had like a beer belly and all that stuff. And something just went boom and transformed into this monster of a guy where it cut up, shredded up, and his fast and on point. Like, to me, that's the baddest brother. He has. He's undefeated, first of all, in bare knuckle fighting championships. Absolutely. He's undefeated. And um, world champion. And world champion. Um, he won this fight by... By decision. By decision. A very game, very game, yeah. you know, that game. Yeah. Let, let me, let's take a look real quick at, at what destruction this guy can do, man. And I and I, listen, I give credit to his opponent for even standing up after all these blows. His opponent took a beating, bro. To the inside, that's Opening up with volume. Straight punches now from the mid-range. Sequence from Luis Palomino. Luis trying to throw back. Land the left hand, the right hand from Dad to win. Overhand right on the left, another left hook from Dad to win. Half type of right hand. Woo! Fight to the bell. The wow. end of a phenomenal. Palomino no lost there. has got his a, a second wind in his career. I yeah. think he's looked better than he has in many, many, many years. I mean, you can remember Palomino going all the way back to fight time promotions. Yeah, absolutely. 
Fight Time Promotions, uh, rest in peace, Howard Davis Jr., God bless him. Um, he put on some shows at the War Memorial. Great and, shows. Um, Another great person shows. that had a great formula. Yeah. So Baboon was was back in the days, absolutely. I, I remember Baboon from Bad Blood when uh, Glenn Rice wow. used to throw, from Miami Heat, used to yeah. throw some shows back in the day. So Baboon has put in his time. He's been to Bellator, right? He he's been fighting. The only place he hasn't been to, which I didn't get know, a shot to the big show. Yeah, didn't like get that's, a shot that's to the amazing big show. to me that the UFC themselves are not like saying. Now we don't know behind closed doors. Maybe there was conversation about that, and, and some things didn't line up. Maybe exactly. they, they were after that, but it just didn't happen. At the end of the day, it didn't happen. Like, I know he missing. even went to Russia at one point yeah. and was fighting out there. Well, B- PFL. You know his 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 fight with I, I keep forgetting not forgetting his name I don't know how to say his name Gun Three or that 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 fight was to to the tooth and bone man that that fight was amazing one of the best fights in PFL and made history and the blood that was shed in that fight was incredible so at PFL he did an amazing thing I mean this guy continues to put on a good show continues to fight for the fans. But Very I think he said it himself that bare knuckle fighting, that style, yeah. was tailor made for him. Like that's what he wants to do going forward. Well, and let me tell you something, that brother's—he's certainly showing it to me. He's the best fighter on that on that squad, on that uh, BKFC squad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's got a resurgence on his career. God bless him. I wish him all well. Um, he's doing great. Yeah. I love what he's doing out there. Well, you said I mean, you mentioned also Hector Lombard. Um, what another fan favorite, another favorite South Florida son. Yeah. He's been around forever. He's UFC entertained us. Veteran, Bellator veteran. Veteran. I mean, entertained us for years. Um, had his run. Unfortunately, um, his run came to an end on uh, Friday night when he lost his title. Okay. Um, it was a very game fight. Um, we look forward to seeing him again. But again, but these are the things that... Did he really that, lose his title? Is he it, is it he a, lost one of his titles. One of them, right? He lost he one. Still, so he, he still, still got the 205 title. Okay. And he's looking to get a rematch now. But um, but these are the things that called my attention when I yeah. decided to watch BKFC. Yeah. I wanted to watch, you know, the, the, those fighters. Yeah. Some people go for the experience. Some people go for the fighters. Some people just want to stream... Jim Avers. Yeah. Let me tell you that Bellator, I give him props too as well because they're probably the only ones who their stats have come out uh, publicly. You're they, absolutely right. They made $800,000 on You're absolutely right. I was looking for the stats on, on Bare Knuckle. Yeah. It wasn't appearing anywhere and, at all. And 7,000 fans at Bellator. Combates doesn't have any stats, by the way. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in our next break. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We're getting into stats. We're getting into numbers. We're going to educate the MMA community on what's really going down. Stay tuned. It's the Put Em Up Podcast with your host, Frank Mordejol. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Put Em Up Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is a show where you will be educated on Florida MMA, the community it shows. You will be entertained, ladies and gentlemen. And again, the questions I won't ask is... Are you okay? How was your fight? Are you okay? How was your fight? We're not asking those questions. Here's what we're going to give you right now. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How how do you think I'm going to feel? So, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about the stats in the last segment. Let's, Let's continue talking about the stats. How is the health of the MMA in Florida? How are we doing as a state? How are we doing with this sport? And I can tell you right now, 2021, doors opened up for COVID events, right? 
um, 11 promoters, 51 events in the state of Florida. High record. We've never had 51 state, 51 events in the state of Florida. Never. We average about 20, 25. Over 600. I think we still do have 25. Really? All right, here we go. Why do you think we have 25 when the statistics have just told you, and I'll break it down by promoter, that we have 51 events? In my opinion, if you're not getting the experience, at least of the fans, if you're just streaming a show from a studio without any fans, without any marketing that I don't see any of, uh, you put up some fighters. I don't know how they get paid. There's no numbers for them. There's yeah. no stats. Yeah. So this company, Combate Global, has 25 streaming shows. Yeah. Am I right on that? Yeah, we're absolutely right. 25 streaming shows. But they did them in Florida. Them. And they used, well, they didn't use Florida Fighters either. They used some, but not all. Well, I mean, part of, the th- part, part of it when you, when you come to Florida and, and, uh, and you're putting on a show, it helps the economy of Florida. That's that what I'm talking about. That didn't help the economy of Florida. No, it didn't. That didn't do anything. Help so, Viacom. It'll be a come get their stats in. So um, I don't know if we want to count that. I mean, I guess officially you're going to have to count it. But for yeah. my for my my taste, we've had 25 fights. You know what's even more amazing when I break it down these stats and I look at it from a Florida point of view, right? Is out of the 51 events, there's only two local Florida promotions that are in those numbers. Only two, which is Titan FC, right? And Combat Nights. They're the only two Florida promotions that make up those 51. Now, six shows apiece. Titan FC, six. Combat Night, six. I'm sure I think they got one or two more before the, the year is over. But right now, they're at six and six. Right. 12 events. Florida's produced 12 out of the 51. What does that say about Florida in itself when it comes to the MMA true fan base? Like... We're not putting enough shows as a, from a Florida market to even create a Florida fan base. We have to rely on UFC coming to town, which they did one show. We have to rely on Combate Americas. We have to rely on Bellator doing PFL. one show. PFL. And let me tell you, Bellator, last time they came to Florida was eight years ago. At, I don't at the think seminar. they had a good experience when they were here last time. Well, you know, I, they're, I, don't know, I don't know what the deal is with that, but... but is Florida itself making it visible for the Bellators to come in, for the UFC to come in? UFC came into Orlando, 17,000 people, right? If we have 17,000 fans in the state of Florida, then where are they when it comes to the local events, right? I think it goes back to what we were talking about before, you know, the geographic areas. Um, UFC comes to Orlando, 17,000 fans. Yeah. The UFC comes to South Florida, 6,000. 6,000 fans. Yeah. So I think it's the, the geographics of it. All right. Well, let's, let's look into these numbers real quick. Let's look at, um, you know, 2021. We've got 51 shows, 11 promoters, 653 fighters. Okay. And this is coming from Florida MMA stats, of course. We've got Bellator did one event, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships, four events. They're going to close with five this year. CES, which is uh, a company up north, they came to Florida to do a show. They did one event out in the Tampa area. 
Combate Americas, 25 events, which Patrick can't stand them doing <laughs> out of a studio in Doral. Combat Nights, six events, man. And let me tell you about Combat Nights, man. I, kudos goes out to Mitch Chimeli. His production stepped up. His flyer stepped up. His marketing stepped up. And um, his fan base. His fan base definitely fan stepped, base up. stepped up. But what's, what, combat, what, what, combat, what Combat Night is doing that I don't think nobody else can claim is not only doing pro shows and amateur shows, but they're going around the state of Florida. Absolutely. They, they'll do it in Duval. They'll do it in Broward. They'll do it 100%. in Orlando. They'll, they, they have the same following that follows them throughout the state they of Florida. they got a great formula going on. They know how to spread it around. And they That's also crazy. know... They also know that when you go to a town like Duval, yeah. you put those fighters in their card, they're yeah. going to sell out. Absolutely. And we, that's part of the business. Let's continue on with the list. They've got uh, tiny PF, where were we at? Um, Global Legion FC, Global Legion Fighting Championships. They did two events. Now, Global Legion came, brand new people on the scene. Um, they started doing boxing and MMA at the same time. So they, they're doing really well with, right. with the boxing and the MMA. Um, but they're and they're local. They're local guys. So let's go on with uh, uh, PFL, Premier, you know, Professional Fight League. They did three events here. They did like a tournament type deal. Titan FC, home favorite, six events. Uh, Triton, which is uh, out of Brazil, but they live here in in Orlando, so they did a show here. And then the UFC did one event, and XMMA did one event. So there you go. Those are the stats. You got fifty one. Um, events going on in the state of Florida. Um, I don't know as far as the health of MMA what we're doing in order to... Is it too many shows? Is, is 51 shows a lot? Is 25 shows a lot? I don't know. think 25 shows are a lot. It's only and, two promotions. Well, and remember this. I mean, you still have all these big promotion companies still coming to Florida. Yeah. So there's some appeal, there's some attraction to yeah. it that keeps everybody coming back. Even though UFC does 17,000 in Orlando and only 6,000 in Miami, but the big shows still come back. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because the big shows, um, Bellator, you can consider that one of the big shows owned by Viacom, you know, they chose the Seminole Hard Rock to, to come back after eight years. Um, but but you think that they that they took a chance on that, or you think they did their homework? Because back in the days, UFC used Seminole Hard Rock for the Tito Ortiz Ken Shamrock rivalry. I mean, every right. one of those was done at the Seminole Hard Rock Casino. So there's data that tells them, hey, here's like UFC. UFC didn't show up for a long time either, right. and all of a sudden he took a chance. I'll never come into Florida, Dana White. I'll never be in Florida. Forget about that. All of a sudden they show up in Orlando, and then they get seventeen thousand people. Right, so um, the numbers in the game is amazing. The Florida Boxing Commission, for me, it's even more amazing because they pick and choose. But when it comes to the big boys, they got room for everybody. Always, you know. I, I've personally seen and and listen, not knocking the Florida Boxing Commission, but it is what it is. You know, amateur shows don't make as much money as as the pro shows. We probably got ninety six percent of the shows here in Florida are all amateur, right. as opposed to to the um to the, uh, to, the to the four or five you know pros that we do here. But, you know, the list of amateur organizations is huge. I think I, last time I counted, it was like 30, 30 uh, amateur Florida promotion companies, which we, we could talk about that as well. But, hey, let's go to another break real quick. Um, hold those thoughts. Um, guys, don't leave us. More good stuff to come. We'll be right back. It's the Put Em Up Podcast em up. with your host, Frank Morehole. I need to see you. I don't understand what's going on here. 
Welcome back, everybody. Put 'em up podcast episode one. Listen, we can't finish this segment without talking about, of course, the UFC and what's going down. Pat, what's going on with the UFC? Man? Uh, UFC. I mean, we've got some exciting things happening, especially for the Florida fighters. Okay. A uh, little bit of disappointment. George Masvidal pulling out of his fight. Mm. We don't mm. have a reason why this is happening wow. yet. There's wow. been some speculation. We're not going to go into that right now, but uh, but but there is no George Masvidal fight. Which is unfortunate, okay. but we do have what me, what I consider, and and a lot of people also okay. consider right. the best female fighter of all time, Miss Amanda Nunez. She will be defending her title in December against the Venezuelan vixen. So that's always mm. something to look forward to. Okay. Um, and, and there was something I did want to touch on a little bit. It's not UFC, um, but it has to do with another female fighter, which a lot of people consider. To be one of the best ones out there. Okay. Uh, Kayla Harrison. Uh, Kayla. She is a Florida resident. She fights for PFL. She just won that million dollars. Um, and the question always is, how would she do against somebody like Amanda Nunez? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. You know? good question. How would she do? So I don't know if they're in talks with the UFC right now. Yeah. Um, but if they're not, I'm telling you, man, that there's... A lot of fighters out there from different promotion companies yeah. that I think, man, they should find a way to, and we'll really see who the best is Yeah, that way. I mean, I, 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 I think that that is something that somebody needs to work out, mm-hmm. but um, but that Kayla Harrison, she's impressive, um, and I think that that's something that we would like to see. Yeah, you know, female fighting is is a category all in itself, you know, uh, that's something that shouldn't be overlooked, and it's not. I think if you ask anybody in an MMA fight, you know, which are the most impressive fights, mostly the females put a more, uh, you know, exciting show. Um, So, you know, what I want to let the fans know and and the subscribers know um, is that going forward, what we're going to be talking about is is things like that as well. You know, the the women category of, of mixed martial arts, see how Amanda, following Amanda, maybe even talk about Invicta FC. But here's, here's what I want the, the fans also to understand and, and to know as well, is that what I want to do with this podcast is, this is just a touch of the iceberg. I mean, we're, we're going to, of course, add more, more production, more videos and things like that. But I want to go deep into the conversations of, of, of mental health. You know, what these fighters are going through. Um, we have two Florida fighters who are suffering from, from some mental health issues. And uh, these are MMA guys who, who we know personally. Um, what I want to do is, is bring on, you know, um, the specialists, uh, the doctors, and to evaluate um, behaviors uh, so we can learn from that. Um, and that's something that's dear to my heart because... Um, again, they're friends, and and at first I didn't know how to act. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know if I was what I was going to say was going to trigger them to act a certain way. So, because I didn't know how to act, um, I didn't I didn't associate too much, which I should have. So I, I want to bring that to the table. I want to have conversations, deep conversations with the doctors, with the experts Absolutely. about situations like that 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 not only affect the Florida men communities but the fighters themselves. You know. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons. That the people are going to tune in. Yeah. Because, again, we're not going to ask those questions. How are you feeling? How yeah. did you do? But nobody really talks about that issue, the, yeah. the mental health issue. And, and and when we've talked about this, we're going to be bringing in a specialist that's going to help us describe this, uh, this mental health situation. Um, but but I think that um, that's going to be the difference between this show yeah. and... 
and everything well, else. Well, let me ask you this. Are we going to also talk about politics, man? Do you think we're going to get into the politics world of it? Because boy, oh boy, oh boy. If you want to talk about controversy, we can talk about politics. But, I think you know, for that, we're going to have to bring in Colby Covington. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Which, by the way, yeah. another South Florida resident. Yeah, yeah. America's okay. top team. So American, no, 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 no. MMA Masters. Oh no shit. Colby Covington MMA Masters. What? That's absolutely, right. Absolutely, absolutely, right. my friend. That's right. Uh, that's so, amazing. So um so Which is what we'll talk about too. Promotion, you know, schools that support that, you know, I don't want to call flippers, but there's there's people who start with America Top Team, they go to MMA Masters, MMA Masters, and they go to America Top Team. Amanda Nunez started oh, with MMA Masters. Absolutely, absolutely. And now yeah, she's training with America Top Team. Yeah, you know, we'll talk about the health and the wealth of of, uh, of mixed martial arts in Florida. But for the fans and for the subscribers, you know, check us out on, on the website. It's going to be putemuppodcast.com. Check us out on, on Instagram, putemuppodcast. Um, Drop us a line. Let us know what you're yeah. thinking. If you want something spoken about here, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, this, this 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 podcast is for you guys as well. Like we said, we want you guys to have the voice. We want to make sure that the content in which we talk about, the guests in which we have, directly or even indirectly, have have an impact in in what you say, what you think, how you feel. Um, we want to make sure that you're walking away from this podcast with something, with something of substance, Absolutely. something that it grabs you and says, you know what, I never thought about it that way. You know, it's, it's interesting to hear and interesting to say. So we will talk about many things, not just Florida MMA, but we'll talk about what's going on in the world as well. Um, as we grow, we're going to ask the fans themselves, you know, drop a line, drop a comment on, on our sites and on our social media pages and, and, and just fill us in because, um, you know, this is our first show, but I, I think uh, we had a and lot And I to think cover. you did great, by the way. Oh, me? No, no. If anybody did great, it's you, brother. You know, you, you did an amazing job, you know. You got to put them up. Now, put them up can mean, you know, put up your hands. And, and I was thinking like, hey, you know, you know, put up a drink after we finish. That's what I'm saying. Put them up. Put them up. Get a nice little drink in there afterwards. But, you know, we'll talk about health. We'll talk about health and fitness. You know, we'll bring in the experts of your health. And we'll bring in those people who, again, make a difference in life and difference in your world. I want you to walk away with something positive, positive thoughts at the end. Have our positive statements at the end, you know, and just close out the show with positivity. And I guarantee you that the next time you go to a fight, you'll think about it differently. No, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. We greatly appreciate the support. Once again, follow us on our social media. Check out the website, putemuppodcast.com. Mr. Patrick, thank you so much thank for, you for this episode. Me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you so much. Check us out, putemuppodcast.com. We'll see you soon. Put em up. It's the Put em Up Podcast em up. with your host, Frank Morehome. I need to see you. Don't understand what's going on here. I'll fight you with my eyes closed.